Hello everyone, this is Caleb, your GM, a quick word before our show today. There will be music towards the end of this episode that will mention by name a country in our world that's obviously not in Kadesh. The song's awesome, fits perfectly, you'll just have to disregard whenever it says that country. It's no big deal. Last time on Trailblazers, Lanaris and Victor became detectives and investigated the recent cases of mania they had thought were caused by the technology they had encountered before. After solving the case, they spent their time gathering more intel about their own case, trying to prove their innocence. Setting out for bed, Lanaris catches sight of his shadow and sees it siphoning off his own life force. What can the party do about their corruptions that are steadily getting worse and worse? Will they be able to ride this rush of success and prove their innocence? Find out this week on Trailblazers. Lanris, you have the True Sight goggles on. You're looking at this this, this creature that's occupying your shadow, draining your your life from you and your before your very eyes. And you look down at it and, and all your clothes begin to drain of color. And everything that you're holding, even even the goggles themselves, begin to drain of color. You are going to progress another step down your corruption. Christian, you have the touch of ruin. As a standard action, a number of times per day equal to your manifestation level, which is now four, by the way. Important to know for how that affects your other abilities that you've gotten so far as well. You can make a melee touch attack that deals 1d10 points of damage per manifestation level you have. A creature touched this way takes one point of ability drain to the ability score of your choice unless it succeeds at a fortitude save. Any clothing or gear you wear or carry seems strangely faded and time-worn as long as you wear or carry it. Treat such items hardness as half the normal amount. You take a minus four penalty on saving throws to protect items in your possession from damage or destruction. What do you want? I say to my shadow. I thought you were trying to not kill me, but I can run back in toward the Slender Man if that's what you want. It waves its hands as if to say no, no, no. Oh, oh, really? You don't, you don't want me to do that? Shakes his head no. And then it points at you and then it like hits its throat and pretends to be dead. And then just like scare, does scary tentacles. Then can you cut it out? It ignores you and goes back to mimicking your shadow. Which is less deceptive when you have your goggles on and you see him just being in a weird position almost. Well, it's not so much weird. It's more of like a reflection if you were standing in water or something. I look back in the mirror. With your goggles, you're looking with your goggles on, right? I guess, yeah. Your eyes aren't there. There's hollowness where your eyes should be. Your fingers aren't there. Otherwise, you look like you look without your goggles. Oh, I take them off and like hang my head in the sink and like feel to see if my hair is still there. You feel it almost kind of stringy as it has been aged. Or I should say coarse, not stringy. Oh, what do I do? You hear from the other room. Hey, Lanaris? Yeah. Hey, I found something. What? It was on a bird. What are you talking about? I go over there. You see, he's like laying in bed, but he's fiddling around with the bird unit. He's like, the, the bird unit we got from the uh, police department? Your old yeah. one? I found something on here. What? It's... And he kind of looks like he's he's trying to figure out how to say it. It's... Lanris, it was in Tar's vertebrate. It's his last moments alive. The video's garbled to all heck, but the audio's still here. Let me see. Kind of goes to hand it to you, and then he stops. Are you sure? Yes. He hands it to you. And he kind of listens with you because he hasn't heard it yet. You hit play? Yeah. You hear an unknown person's voice say, Freaking bull. You know how many good cops you killed today? I don't know, two or three. You killed over a dozen men today. Well, based on the amount of good cops left in this city, chances are I only killed two or three. Ugh. They're gonna crush you. You're a cop killer. You know what we do to people like you? Your life is over. On that, we can agree. I'm sorry, Shiva. 
What are you on about? You shouldn't have to go down like this, but I'm going out on my own terms. No one tells Minotaur what to do. Tar, what do you do? You fecking pigs. You're so dumb, you forget the things we used to teach children. Didn't you ever hear the old saying? Mess with the bull, you better be ready to deal with the horns. Grenade! Everyone get the- And then the recording stops. <laughs> That's Tar, alright? I feel bad for Shiva. Listen, I miss Tar as much as anybody, but if he didn't do that, she and him would be with us now. We don't know if she's dead yet. Where's that? How long are you going to hold on to that hope? Every other person died. As long as I can. Besides, she's she's half metal. I thought doubt grenade would do much to her. Tara's kind of soft, honestly. The grenade didn't get her. The vertebrate crashing four feet out of the sky and then an explosion afterwards probably did. You've been near a vertebrate explosion. Remember when Comet attacked? Hey, if Alarak can survive one, then so can Shiva. I shot that one with a lightning bolt. Alarak had the best force field I've ever seen Why are you fighting life. me on this? I'm sorry. I didn't want you. You... I wasn't going to say anything. You pulled it out of me. We need a plan for vertebrates. We see them a lot. We never know what to do when people hop in one. <laughs> a plan for vertebrates. We'll get an anti-vertebrate ray. We're out of tars to blow them up. Well, you can do it. You you guys can grab rattle guns and shoot in between them and go back and forth like you used to do in the old days. <laughs> you coming to bed? You look like you need the rest. I don't know if it'll do anything, but I'll try. I get in bed, but I'm really scared to touch Kentaro. Like, I'm kind of just staying to my side of the bed. Anybody want to do anything uh, before the morning comes? Uh, I do. I'm going to um, actually head down to Landris' room and knock on the door while they're in bed. <laughs> oh, no. It's Datadyne. Whoa. What? You see her from Kentaro. Hey, hey, I'm sorry. Uh, I just need to talk real quick. I have Bird go open the door. Hey, Birdo. Oh, they're in bed. Oh, hey, hey, are you naked? <laughs> I'm under the cover. What's this? What? what I'm, I just was looking through all my stuff. I thought you had given me back the goggles, but I guess you might have kept them or I lost them. I don't know. They're over here. Why? What do you? I was just I was just wondering. You. I thought you'd given them back to me in the house, but you know, when we, but I, you, I don't you know. You can come get them. I don't. Lanris, what's happening? It's just Victor. Tell him to shut up. I got, I'll get him. I take him and I leave. Night. Good night. I head up back up to my room. And uh, since Sarah's still out uh, working. <laughs> Forever, apparently. <laughs> she never stops. It's a, it's a long shift. I put on the goggles and I look at myself in the mirror. You see many parts of you with that sort of glowing in the dark look. But you can see it with the goggles despite the light. I sit there for a little bit and, and just look at that. And then I back up and I start taking off all my clothes. I want to see my whole body. You're riddled with it. And it's even around your face, like around your brow. I want to kind of look and see if, is there like a um, origin to where, like, can I tell where it's all kind of coming from? Sure, good question. No. Okay. My arm, the robotic one, is it just fully glowing? Um, The arm is not glowing. It's just... Different parts of your na uh, of your organic parts of you. Yeah, hmm. I take off the goggles and I put them in my bag, and I go lay down and I go to sleep. Okay. As with many of the mornings that you've experienced before the events of this campaign, Vic, you wake up and there's there she is in the bed sleeping. You're so used to going to sleep without her and waking up, and she's magically there. I um, kiss her on the cheek, and then I go make breakfast. By make breakfast, you mean just throw in one bowl of algae with some milk there I've cooked? Yeah. 
with some algae toast and um, scrambled algae. No, it's Breddy the Bread Bread Toast. Come on, keep up with the, the fiction. I feel like he's getting another bread added to his title every time you mention him. Uh, Breddy the Bread Bread Bread? I'm not sure what you're talking about. <laughs> hey, I made you some breakfast. Oh, thank you. What time is it? I did, uh, early. Um, I didn't hear you come in last night. Dude, try not to wake you up. Well, you did a good job. You have a good day yesterday? Yeah. I uh, kind of am a detective now. Well, that would explain the weird coat on the coat rack. Yeah, I, I just bought that. Did you see the hat? Uh, no. Oh, I'll have to show it off to you a little later. She kind of sits up. But yeah, we're investigating everything going on down in, in uh, East Kadesh. Those are all the reports of those people going... Crazy, yep, yeah, yeah. We got a good lead on that, but I don't know. There's a lot going on. A lot of people behind the scenes doing nefarious things. Your captain make you do that? He didn't make us do it, but... I mean, I guess he gave us the assignment. He's starting to grow on me. Yeah? Oh, no, you're not adjusting to the Psycho Squad life, are you? You're not going to volunteer for Psycho Squad duty when this is all over, are you? No, I I want this thing out of my neck, and I want want us to be happy and start a new life together, you know, to, to really get away from all this craziness, but... She pets your head and kind of feels around where the bomb is, and she says, kind of scary sleeping next to that thing. I did. I never really thought about it, but I guess I'm putting you in danger. I don't. I don't know how big the explosion is, though. I think it might just be big enough just to kill me. Well, we don't need to worry about that because it won't happen. I hope not. But we're doing what he tells us to do, and I'm starting to again like him a little bit. I think I can trust him. He seems to be really trying to help us out and kind of believing what we're telling him about everything that's been going on. He told you that that you'd eventually earn your way off of it. Has he has he told you when that's going to happen? No. Maybe you should ask him. Yeah, uh, maybe I will. Hey, um, Dahlia called me um, yesterday. She's uh, going to see your parents and wanted to know if you wanted to come along. Going to see her parents? Mm-hmm. Ooh. Uh, yeah, yeah, I guess. You, you've met them and so you like them, right? Yeah, I, had a, I slept at their house for a long time. We should yeah. make something and bring it. Just kind of a thank you, or buy them a wine or something, I don't know. Like an algae casserole? Uh, yes, like an algae casserole. <laughs> you know, when everything is algae, you don't have to put the prefix algae on everything. No, no, I'm going to. <laughs> but what if it's bready? He's braided the bread bread. There's no algae in the whole sense. Yeah, yeah, I guess we could do that. Do you know when, when they're planning on going? Uh, sometime today. I managed to get uh, the day off, yeah. You're springing this on me today? It's, she told me that last night. I haven't had a chance to talk to you. Oh, it's it's, it's okay. Uh, I know. How was work, by the way? Was work crazy? Yes. With the whole insanity thing, they, they're overflowing into the hospital for the west side. So we've been dealing with that, which has not been my forte. Hopefully all this craziness will end. Yeah. We had a good lead. Oh, but by the way, if anybody comes here and tries to give us anything free, kind of box or anything like that, don't take it. Oh, okay. She grabs onto your arm and pulls you close and says, this is the only thing I need. Well, I guess food and water too, but that's it. You're all I, I need too. Maybe a bomb defusal kit. Yeah. Yeah, definitely one of those. She smiles a warm smile. I gotta go get started on that casserole. I gotta go get some bread. Bready, the bread, 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 bread. <laughs> Lanny, what are you doing? Sleeping as long as I possibly can. <laughs> I eventually, I guess, have to wake up. <laughs> the, <sighs> the human body will make you do that. The anthro body. I'd start going through 
the data we pulled back. I know Dahlia's doing it, but I'm, I'm gonna start grabbing some of my own stuff through the data. Mostly the videos of Baron killing the people that we've been claimed to kill. Okay. But, uh, like, Kentaro's, like, half off the bed. He's on his back and his arms hanging out, so it's, like, hanging up in the air. It's, like, exa- and his legs out just where the boogeyman that lives underneath the bed can grab him. <laughs> He's not safe under the covers. He's still asleep? Out. Like, uh, like. I look at Kentaro, and then I look at uh, New Bird, and I keep looking, like, back and forth. Lanners is telling himself that he wouldn't spy <laughs> if it wasn't for Vic. He's blaming Vic for this. He, he I take Bird, and I kind of sneak out and, like, just go to, like, a stairwell, and... Watch the video of last night when Dolly and Kentaro were alone. Great job, Vic. You're welcome. Yeah, this, is all, this is all Vic's fault. Uh, 100%. <laughs> Nowhere near the fault of the actions of the people you're about to watch. You see Kentaro arrive. There's some some chat. He, of course, is, is telling her what's going on. But, of course, he forgets to mention the hard drives he have. And then it kind of just sort of devolves into them hanging out. And then watching, what do you call it, like soap operas. And she's like fucking through. She's like, what do you want to watch? And when he gets to soap opera, he's like, oh, right here. And she's like, really? This? <laughs> and he's like, uh, if you mean by the best show on the entire television, yes, I mean this. And you actually get to the point where you kind of got in and I told you I don't like it, right? So he was saying what ended up being the context of that conversation when he's talking about the show. And he's like, he's like going through all the the inane details of his brother's sister actually they thought he was dead and he was alive and then you come in and she says I tell you I, I stop it I don't care I'm like see Vic's an idiot a closed bird <laughs> stop playing the playback I guess I, I walk back to my room Kentaro's still sound asleep I guess actually if I have time I want to paint something I want to work on the Tar and Koba picture all of them dancing yes the image I have in my head is they're on like a almost like a club dance floor but it's very clear and they have on kind of like suits, but like Daft Punk suits. Okay. And that they're they're very extravagant and colorful. Um, Tar would be wearing a bright red and Koba would be wearing a deep blue. And you're smiling and dancing with each other. But almost more like a waltz than like a club dance. Well, now we know it's definitely a bad picture because Tar would never smile unless he was hurting somebody. <laughs> Is he like breaking her hand or something? He's, he tried to smile once when he caught me. <laughs> There's a... On your door, and guitar goes, ah, ah, and he falls out of the bed. And you see, like, a thump as he hits his head, and he's like, oh. Hello? It's Dahlia. Oh, um, he, he, like, grabs the sheets, covers himself up. <laughs> At Bird, go open the door. <laughs> you really are against opening doors. I, why would I stand up if I don't have to? <laughs> she comes in. Hey, bro. Hey, Dahlia. She kind of, like, frowns disapprovingly. Kentaro. Hey. Good morning. It's afternoon. Whatever. Who's keeping count? Hey, uh, I got a question for you. Me? Okay, shoot. Before I gave Kintaro the bird unit last night, uh, before I went to bed, I was going through the files trying to put stuff together like we agreed, and I came across uh, a locked file. You had the bird unit around? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was wondering if you knew the password to this. She brings up a file, and it's the file that you had saved and locked when you first went into the archives under the water. Oh, that's, that, that's mine. It's not going to help you. Are you sure? Yeah, yeah. No, no, don't worry about that. Oh, okay. I mean, I think we need everything we can to build this case, but if you're sure. It's just, it's just, it's nothing, no. You know, it's not going to help us at all. Okay, all right. Well, can I have the bird back? Uh, yeah, here. All right. Thanks. Oh, um, I told mom and dad we'll be coming over tonight. Ten- uh, oh, tonight. Oh, um. Yep, so let's just kind of look up and down. Maybe take a shower, look presentable. She kind of like tussles your clothes a little bit. Maybe buy some clothes that aren't 100 years old. Um, that's not going to be possible. Did you spend all your money already? Your kids are going, did you spend all your money already? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's, 
look, watch. I, I take off my shirt and I go put a different one on. The other one does not regain its color and the new one is drained of its color slowly. You'd almost miss it if you weren't looking for it. Kentaro kind of like stands up, still just like holding the sheets, covering himself. Dude, that's trippy. This is the uh, next step in evolution. Dude, we got to get that shadow away from you. How? I don't know. Have you tried asking it to stop? Yes. Actually, I did. <laughs> hey, Kentaro. Uh, Dahlia kind of like raises her eyebrow. Uh, if you're in need of clothes, I can go grab you some from my apartment. It's just a few floors. like, no, no, it's... I have some. Thank you very much. Th- thanks for visiting, Dahlia. And he kind of pushes her out and closes the door. Bye. See you tonight. And he goes over and he starts changing. I go back to my um, painting. Interrupting us so early in the morning. Shouldn't we eat lunch? Um, as long as we call it breakfast. Sure. Brunch. So I guess we're visiting your parents today? Yeah, you coming? Yeah, I'm coming. Thank you. Just keep any sort of alcohol away from me. Fine. Just remember, you're, you're a bodybuilder. Right, yeah, because it's a lucrative business that actually exists. Can't wait to answer all these sorts of questions. What do you, no, 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 no. Here's what you do. We got, we got to distract them with their interest in what your parents are interested in. I'll ask them all about their lives. I mean, my mom's a nurse. She likes a lot of the old world kind of stuff. Oh, ask about force and stuff. Ooh, you know what you can do? You what? can. Ah, no, man. I immediately regret this idea. Never mind. I really want to hear it now. I was going to say you should gift her that, that book you have in the forest, but then I remember that it came from the place that tried to kill us, and it'll probably try to kill them. I can at least show it to them. Yeah. I mean, they know about magic, right? They gave you that bow. Oh, that was your grandfather. Your grandfather, sorry. My mom knows a lot about it. I'm sure my dad's absorbed things. Ooh, do they know that you lost it? That I lost... Oh, right. Well, I didn't really lose it. Well, that you don't have it. All right. Come. This is more reason why I need you to come. What? I need barriers. <laughs> I'll stand physically between you and your parents, and you can, like, look over my shoulder to talk to them. Perfect. They'll never even notice that you look like an old man and have a weird ear now and burns and cuts and a weird streak mm. of blue hair that you think looks cool. It does look cool. Well, don't touch any of my clothes. Oh, look what you did to the sheets. Might as well have bought gray ones. It's been a while since I heard that. Oh, gross. All right, anything you guys uh, want to do uh, while you, uh, you remember, uh, with, uh, with respects? Yeah, as I'm getting my casserole is uh, in the oven, I go packing up my stuff and uh, I put on what's nice for Vic, his nicest clothes, which may just be like a polo. Ooh, can it be a cardigan? A cardigan? Yes, because I do want to see Vic in a cardigan. Vic is in a cardigan, and um, yeah, I take out the goggles, and I, and I just slip them back on real quick, and I just kind of take a peek at Sarah. When you look at Sarah, she looks exactly the way she looks without the goggles. These things are making me paranoid. <laughs> they look weird on you. Huh? Oh, uh, yeah. I take them off, and I throw them back in my bag. Let me see them. Um, I don't know if you should. Oh? I, I told you that something's happened to me, right? Mm-hmm. I don't know. This is going to make you really concerned. I hand them over to her. Well, I don't think I can be any more concerned than I am. What is happening to you? You're a Christmas tree. Well, it's good to know we still celebrate that here. Idioms. <laughs> she takes off them, and she kind of like looks at you concerned and goes, We're going to get through this. I'm a nurse, remember? I'll fix you. Have you heard of anything like this before? No, but I can ask my colleagues and, and, and talk about it, and I've made some good friends. Oh, really? Yeah. Like like who? You know me, I'm always trying to help everybody out, so it ends up working well. Most of the doctors like me. There's this one really nice one that I help out a lot. I'll ask him. Okay. What's that smell? Is something burning? Oh, my, my casserole! I run. <laughs> <laughs> 
All right. You you all kind of meet up in the lobby, and Daya throws you her phone and says, call him and let him know we're coming, all right? And she, like, goes over. I'm going to go powder my nose in the bathroom real quick. Okay, yeah. I'll just call him. I kind of freeze with the phone in my hand. I'm just looking at it. I dial the numbers, pause on send, don't hit send for, like, 30 seconds and hit send. You hear this, the sound of a phone being picked up. Hello? It's your mother. Uh, hey, Mom. Landris? Yeah, it's me. Graham, Graham, it's, come here, come here, it's Landris. She's obviously like covering up the phone so you can't hear it, but you can totally hear it. <laughs> hey, how, how are you, how, how are you doing? Um, all right, things considering. Dallas, Dolly says you're coming over. Yeah, we're, uh, we're pushing off right now. You can hear like the background of your father yelling probably from the living room. Oh, great. Uh, here comes Landris. I wonder what new tattoos he has today. Shut up. You're going to scare him away. I'm not going to scare him away. Here, give me the phone. Your father wants to talk to you. Yeah, uh, put him put him on. Hey, Landers? Hey, Dad. Hey, son. You know you're always welcome here, right? Yeah. Yeah, of course. I know. Landers, my son, you can always come home. You never have to be afraid to come home. I know. We're, we'll be there. I'm going to be there. All right, I look forward to it, all right? I love you. Here's your, I love you, too. Here's your mother. And I have a piercing, not a tattoo. All right, so you guys are coming over soon? Uh, yeah, it should be a little bit. Just got to take a tram route three. All right, I'll see you. And you kind of hear in the background, uh, ma'am, uh, where do you have your TV? Oh, you can you can install it in the living room. It's it's right over there. Wait, mom, no, no, mom. Huh? What? Do but- not do not let them install that. I have never been more serious in my life. Are you talking about the the box we won? We won one of those random giveaways. No, we were no, selected you- for this cool cable system. It has like over four hundred and fifty. And the phone breaks up. And you look at your phone and a little blinking warning signal come up and it says signal jammed, signal jammed, signal jammed. We need to go. What's wrong? <laughs> they're, they're just giving them the box. Oh, crap. And, and Tara runs to get Dali out of the bathroom. He gets her and, and you all head onto a tram. And it's one of those things when you want to rush, but you can go no faster than this tram is and you're all just sitting in a tram. I'm incredibly angry. I'm just kind of seething. Why wouldn't she listen to me? She she would. She has to listen to me. Just don't put Just don't. Let them install the box. That's all I had to say. That's all I said. He puts his hand on your leg and says, I'm sure she heard you. Why is the box there? Your parents don't live in East Kadesh. And didn't they recall them all? Maybe they're targeting us. Maybe it's a trap. Boo! You get to your stop. You guys rush to the house, I take it. Oh, yeah. You, You throw open the door. It's easily done because the door is left ajar. And the TV is very, very loud coming from the living room. Mom, Dad. Go over to the living room. So you run to the living room. Your mom and dad are sitting on the couch, mouths agape. Your mother has jewel that's dripping onto her lap, and they're just staring at the TV. I shoot the box thing with an arrow. It breaks. The TV just turns static. Mom, dad, mom, hello, mom. So you kind of pass in front of her eyes. She says, Libby. Oh. You hear the sound of footsteps coming from the kitchen. A single pair. Well, 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 if it isn't Psycho Squad. But of course, when we first met, you went by another name. And stepping into view, you see a familiar face. Hello, Spencer. It's been a long time. And J.G. Locke stands before you in a nice sweater vest and very pristine pressed clothes. When was the last time we met? And he kind of puts his finger mockingly on his chin. Oh, yes. You were ambushing me in my office with a large man with some very large guns. You two were quite equipped yourselves. Of course, that large man is not here anymore, is he? Last time we talked, you had me at somewhat of a disadvantage. 
took pleasure in raking me over. I shoot him. Your arrow passes through him and he kind of turns fuzzy a little bit. And uh, you know this obviously is the behavior of a hologram. In raking me over the coals with your words. Now we both said a lot of things that you're going to regret. But we can put our differences aside for the time being. You monster. Now it's my turn to give you a little surprise. And he gestures to your mom and dad. Tell me, do you like it? I must say your parents were quite sweet. Well, your mother was anyway. Offered my men a drink. Shame to see none of their tenderness was imparted unto their child. You must think of yourself as the most unlucky man in the world. You are unlucky so that I may know that I am not. The unlucky are nothing more than a frame of reference for the lucky. Unfortunately, the lucky never realizes they are lucky till it's too late. Take yourselves, for instance. Yesterday, you were better off than you are off today, but it took today for you to realize it. But today has arrived, and it's too late. You look over your parents who are just drooling. You see, people are never happy with what they have. They want what they had or what someone else has. Speaking of which, you have something of mine. Some hard drives and a bird unit, yes? I'm going to be needing those things back. You see, you and the Scooby-Doo Detective Agency over here have taken one step too close to me. Now, I've tried to let bygones be bygones, but you just kept pushing me. You stole my canister, and I had to go through great pains to get it back. But I did, didn't I? I got what was mine. You took that subject my scientists were working on away from me. But where is she now? You destroyed our prototype Dark Trooper, but where has that gotten you? Getting the canister back only delayed us by three weeks, and and losing Subject Shiva only pushed us back on schedule. Destroying the Dark Trooper, well, that only hampered us for a week at most. Now, I admit you always seem to find a way to be one step ahead of us. Stealing our property, squirreling it away, making us come and get it from you. But you know the problem with always being in front is, don't you? It's harder to avoid getting stabbed in the back. You're all under a delusion. One I will alleviate you of. You believe you can be normal, that if you try hard enough, do enough, you'll get a shot at a nice, quiet life. Or at least one on par with the rest of the people in the city. How's that turning out for you, huh? You just gotta stop Baron from hunting you. Then everything will be normal. Oh, now you just gotta figure out the canister. Then you'll be sane again. Oh, now you just gotta show the world proof of your innocence. Then you can be free to leave that leaky ship. Now you just gotta survive Psycho Squad long enough to have your records expunged. You just don't learn your lesson, do you? Well, allow me to be your teacher. You don't get a shot at a normal life. Now, while killing you and your friends would cause more problems than it would solve at the moment, I'm not afraid to get my hands dirty. Your parents are lesson one. Let's see if you're smart enough to learn the material the first time. Like any good teacher, I'll have to give you a quiz to test your understanding of the material delivered. And he points a finger at you. Go back to your Captain DeWitt and convince him to call off the investigation of the boxes. Your claims of innocence, all of it. Now, I know it'll take some doing, but you fellows have proven yourselves nothing if not resourceful. You're also going to take all that evidence you collected and return it to the police station archives, including any copies you made. Now, I got tech boys that can tell how many copies were made off the original, so don't try to be clever. You're not good at it. Now, the optimist inside me wants to believe that you're smart enough to get the message without any further pushing. 
The past experience has taught me not to be so naive. So in case you decide to do anything other than what I instructed, I'll have to teach you lesson three. And you hear, and it's coming from the back of Kentaro's head. And you can see a red light come out of an indicator on his cerebral bomb. And lesson three is a bit more messy than lesson one. So let's not go down that road, eh? Now, I know what you're thinking. You're thinking three. What about lesson two? Well, lesson two is forthcoming. You see, Victor, you've all made a lot of enemies in your recent journeys. Peoples killed, plans ruined. There are some very sorted characters that would love to know where to find you. In fact, as an illustration, so you know just how serious a teacher I am, I decided to present to you a quiz. This test is waiting for you right now at your home. I hope these lessons have shown you how very serious I am. Let's hope you all don't need any further lessons, eh? Oh my, look at the time. Chop, chop, Victor. You wouldn't want to run out of time to take your quiz. And then he kind of almost grows smaller and smaller into the floor until he disappears. And you see there's this perfect glass cube on the floor. Dahlia, this time had to like run over to your parents and she's on her knees wrapping her arms around their legs crying into their lap sarah stay with dahlia and i take off running lanners is frozen kentaro kind of looks at you and then stops for a second but then runs off to help Vic. and right now the only thing in your ears is the sound of a loud tv static and dahlia crying Vic. Mm-hmm. what you doing buddy I am running to my house. I'm or to the I'm gonna run to the tram station and then head to the house at home. Guitar like just barely gets in the tram before it closes. <sighs> I wish these things went faster. This is we cannot beat this guy. Everything we do, he's one step ahead of us. Let's just get to your house. We'll we'll we'll, we'll figure something out. What kind of test has he got? I don't know. Do you have your hammer with you? No. Freaking this is why I always go around in my armor and freaking I let Landris convinced me that that's stupid. It's at the house, but that's where we're heading. I have this, and I hold up my hand. Yeah, I've got... He shows a laser pistol. Let's carry this with me. I feel bad leaving Landris behind, but I'm not going to let you go alone. I appreciate that. I, hopefully, Dahlia and Sarah can take care of him. I hope he's okay. I know he's not. You get to your stop. Let's go. I am running to the building. Before I enter, I want to scan, kind of scan around and see if there's anything out, out of the ordinary. Okay, perception check. 21. Nothing out of the ordinary. All right. I head into the building and I take the elevator up to my room. All right. You get off on the floor for your room. I want to check out the floor. Perception. Oh, an eight. (laughs) Okay. Everything seems fine. I head to my room. The door has been jammed open and it's broken. I cautiously go in. Your place is ransacked and you hear some noises coming from the kitchen. And you hear two people like talking to each other. I uh, get my hand ready and I start quietly heading that way. Come on, he's got to have a safe around here somewhere. Oh, don't worry, we'll find it. And then when he gets here, we're going to take care of him. Yeah, <laughs> we, we're, we're going we're gonna to get him good. Yeah, we are. I want to kind of see who's there first. Okay, so I take it you're trying not to be seen, so it's going to be a stealth track. Yeah, sure. Katara's just going to be behind you following whatever you're doing with his gun. Ready? 20. 
You see it's two Gripplies. Like one is on your counter and the other one's on the ground kind of going. He's like, his like butt and legs are sticking out of a cabinet he's going in through. That's ground level. The other one's like pulling cups and stuff and just throwing on the ground as he's looking through the cabinets. I wish I had a favorite hitter me because it would be Gripplies right now. Um, <laughs> the one on the counter, I'm going to shoot him. The, the lady was supposed to be here. Yeah, well, things don't always work out that way they were supposed to be. Oh, it was going to be so much better. We were going to be. And then you just shoot the, the one and you fry him like a, the freaking little froggy is and he kind of rides on the ground. And the other one like jumps up with his legs are so powerful that he slams his head into the cabinet and he kind of like falls out of it and he's holding his head and he looks at you and realizes that he hasn't ambushed you, but instead you've ambushed him. Run up to him real quick and just hit him as hard as I can to kind of knock him out. Okay, you hit him and he just like his face just slams on the ground. Guitar, we need to tie him up. We need to use him, question him or whatever. And I start looking around to see what they were after. Okay, you, yeah, you can't tell what they were after. They're going through all your crap. He said her, didn't he? He did. They were here for Sarah. Yeah. It's a good thing we decided you decided to take her with you. Imagine if they got here and she was alone. I tie him up to a chair. Okay. Get some water. This one's dead. Yeah, I know. That's fine. I want him dead. This one might be dead in a minute. Get some water. He gets you water. I take it and I throw it in his face. <laughs> oh boy. What were you here to do? Um housekeeping? I smack him. <laughs> oh, are you just gonna kill me? Is that it? No, I'm going to torture you first. I know J.G. Locke sent you, right? I know who this J.G. Locke is. You don't think I look familiar, do you? Oh, I remember you, though. From where? Oh, you remember from that tram a little ways back. Remember one Gemini attacked? You probably don't remember having to kill so many that night, but one of them nameless faces was my paw. Now I've been looking for the men who done killed him. Finally get to see his face. And he spits on you. I remember your pa. He was in a uh, a suit, wasn't he? Yeah, he was a pilot. Yeah. You even bothered to ask before you put a hole in his head. Well, he was killing my friends and my my colleagues. He was trying to kill me, too. It was self-defense. Mm. Since then, I've done a lot of shady things. I admit that. I've killed people. But I didn't mean to do that that time. You know, we were just defending ourselves. Your father should have took taken that job. Don't change what been done. You shouldn't have taken this job. Well, go ahead, huh? Kill me like you did my pa. What were you told to do? What were your orders? I ain't giving no orders. I've been looking for you for a long time, and now I finally found you. That's it? You and your friend just were looking for me to kill me? No, you were after someone. You said her. He turns his nose up at you and kind of looks away. We had a little bit of help. I was going to come and I was going to take away something you love, just like you took away my pa. All the reasons in the world don't change that he gone. Well, let you know how it feels like to lose somebody. I know how it feels. With my friend. He's dead. Ugh, should guessed. Take a certain kind of man and shoot someone in the back. Well, I learned the hard way. I can't let you go. Call me surprised. I really am sorry about this. I shoot him in the head. Do me a favor not to have to hear- when you get him. A chair falls backwards from the force of the blast. Kentaro, what the heck is this all about? What kind of test? Kentaro looks more serious than maybe you've ever seen him. I don't know. But I don't think this is going to stop. I think you're going to get more people like him. I think that's what he's telling you. Until you do what he says. <sighs> we made a lot of enemies. This this guy, he didn't deserve this. It's not about deserving. Like you said, guy comes at you with a giant machine. Who's to blame you for fighting back? I know. And this guy was mad that I killed his father. I understand that. But J.G. Locke, he's got, we got to stop him. He's putting innocent people. He's, he's What are we supposed him. to do? He's just going to keep coming after us and the people we love. Unless we come after him first. 
We gotta get that bomb out of your head, though. And he, he's like, you can see he's fighting back tears. I'm sorry, man. I... <sighs> you can see him kind of shaking from the adrenaline. I thought, that, I thought that was that. I know. I'm gonna go see if I can't bring Lamers up on the communicator. Yeah, you do that. I'm gonna search the house. All right. I'm taking a 20, and I'm just going to search the whole place top to bottom. It's going to take me forever. But Landris, well, what's going on with you? After maybe a minute of being frozen, after they leave, I look at the crystal thing that was left on the floor. I pick it up. Uh, it's a, a fairly common tool. It's expensive, especially this model. Hologram generator. It stores an image in its memory, which is why it didn't react, didn't respond to anything you said. This was a pre-recorded thing. I throw it on the ground. Dahlia's, like, talking to your parents, trying to get them to talk back. Mom, Dad, it's it's me. Come on. I sit down on the couch next to them. I start silently crying. Do-do-do-do. Your communicator rings. Kind of look at it. I just kind of hit the... Lamaris? Lamaris, it's, it's, it's Kentaro. Uh, Vic's safe. We took care of everything here. What's going on over there? Same old, same old. Just hanging out. I'm going to head back there. Okay. I'll be there in a little bit. Be careful. Vic, you finish searching. Katara comes back and he says, I gotta go be with Landris. I'm coming too. Just let me do something real quick. You sure you don't want to stay here and make sure nothing else ambushes you? I don't think I'm coming back here. Oh. I go grab my stuff and I get another bag and I fill it with Sarah's clothes. Kentaro helps you. He'll carry. He'll help you carry. I found nothing in my search, right? Yeah, yeah. Nothing. I do. Uh, nothing on the bodies. You find knives. Simple knives. I'm not worried about that. Yeah, I just get I get her a bag and I fill it up with her clothes and her stuff that she needs. And um, and we head head to the tram. I don't say anything. Eventually, you get back. Guitar kind of sulks over to the box. It's like looking at it. I put down the bags and I go to Landers. Kind of sitting on the same couch with my parents. Although I'm not slack jawed, I look kind of just as empty. I'm not gonna ask you how you're doing. I don't know what we're gonna do, but I'm here for you. Okay. Thanks. I go over to Dahlia and Sarah. Sarah, hey, I packed you a bag. You're going to have to go. Where? I don't know and I don't need to know. You just have to get as far away from me as you can. No, 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 no. I just got you back. No, we can't be. We can't have this. Not like how things are. No, no, don't let him win. No, Victor, please don't do this. If I lose you, he wins. If you die, there's no way I can get you back. The black box smashes at your feet and you hear Kentaro yell, Sarah, get a grip. You need to go. You need to get out of here. I got you a bag. You and Dahlia, y'all need to get out of here and go. Don't tell us where. Just leave. I got money for you. She grabs on you and holds you tight. I'm not going. Sarah, I had an affair. What? And she kind of like lets go and backs up a little bit. I don't. It. It's a long story, but I cheated on you. I'm no good. I'm no good for you. Everything I do is just going to hurt you and cause you pain. You have to get away from me. You have to leave. She's stunningly overwhelmed and finds her hand dropping down to her side and grabbing the pack. And looking at you, she she backs up a few steps, choking on her words. Victor. uh, I'm really sorry about everything. I really am. There's... 10,000 gold in that bag, and all your stuff. She shakes her head, tears streaming out of her eyes, and then she runs off. I just, uh, I go into the bathroom and just lock the door. Kentaro screams, grabs the television, and throws it on the ground, destroying it. And he just starts, like, going a rampage, breaking things in anger. 
I look over at Dahlia. She looks up at you, her makeup messed up by her tears. Are you glad I'm back yet? Kentaro comes huffing back in. So what do we do? What's next? How long do we have till he till he sets off, decides to set this thing off? And he kind of puts his hand, with, but he's too afraid to touch the bomb on the back of his head. I don't know. Hey, Landris, I'm going to need you to snap out of this, all right? We have to... I, we have to turn in the evidence. This, this, is, this is everything we've put together. This is... We could bring him down with this. We could prove our innocence with this. I can't lose you too. That bomb will take out the both of us. We can't let him win. They've gotten away he, with everything so far. We, we're, we're the only people that can do anything about this. Even if he doesn't win, we've already lost. I lost. I lost. Maybe. And Dahlia kind of wipes her eyes. And the box destroyed, they'll, they'll get better. Maybe. I can't, I can't even hold you. I don't know what to do. Your mother, you can feel her hand, like, reach and sort of touch your hand. Try to fit it inside your hand. She kind of like turns her head barely, almost stiff as a board, and says, Are you taking me to Willoughby now? Is it time to go to Willoughby? I wanted, I wanted to show you this. I take out the forest book. Just open it momentarily. Vines and things start growing out of it. Probably, I actually probably leave it open for a while. The vines twist around the base of the couch, spread across the floor and up the walls, inter, interwind and interweave themselves in the chandelier, fill up the faux fireplace. And then a beautiful, beautiful blue flower buds right where the book separates. You will see it go from small to grow to full life and then wilt. I thought you might like it. I close the book. Like lightning, all the plant life retracts into the book. I hold my mom's hand. If, if, if JG Locke can, if he can get the bomb signal, then we can too, right? What do you mean? I don't know, he must have, DeWitt said he had the Oni detonator. There's only one, and he has it, which means JG Locke must have somehow hacked it, right? Yeah. So who says we can't do the same thing? Who would know how to do that? I don't know, I don't know any hackers, except Veeam. He's not really the one that does favors for people. We can't get in contact with him until he wants to get in contact with us. Fudge, man. Dahlia's gotten a, a napkin. She's sort of wiped the slobber off of your dad's face and closed his mouth. She kind of looks at you and says, What have we gotten ourselves into? I told you. I told you nothing good would come from me being here. He never has. Oh, what? Where'd Vic go? He's in the bathroom. I stand up and look at my parents. I love you. Walk over to the bathroom. Hey, Vic. Yeah. You okay in there? There's a there's extra toilet paper in the upstairs bathroom if you need it. You hear uh me hit something, and you could tell it's probably the mirror because it just shatters. I'm not a fan of those either. I'm good. <clears throat> I open up the door. Clearly not good. So what's the plan, bud? I don't have any plans. Sounds about right. Any step I take from here kills Kentaro, unless we give up the evidence. You don't know any hackers, do you? Can't say that I do. Know where we can find a signal jammer? Steal one. From where? Station. There's some high-tech stores around, too, but we, we gotta get out of here. What, just leave my parents? Yeah, we can't be around anybody any, anymore. Not anybody we care about. He gave us more ammo. I, I have that recorded, everything that just happened. But I can't use it. I don't know. I don't know what we're gonna do, but we gotta get out of here. There's nothing left to lose here. I don't see what the difference is. Your sister? What am I gonna do with her? She's gotta go, too. Go where? I don't wanna know. I can't know. You can't know. That's her decision. This is her fight, too. And he said, it is now. Whatever you think is best, man. I don't know. I've never known what's best. This is where my best has got us, so... 
Clearly that's not working. Hey, Dahlia! You hear her get up and she comes over, mascara bleeding down her face. What are you going to do? I'm going to bring dad and mom up to their bed. I walk over to um, their dad and I gently try to pick him up. Because a sleep child, he lets you. Let's go. I pick up my mom. Dahlia pulls back the covers, gets the bed ready, and you guys bring him to the bedroom. There's a little TV up there, and Kentaro rips it out of the wall and throws it out the window. <sighs> Alright, so, let's take a look at that evidence. And Dahlia goes over to the table and pulls out the hard drives. He said, oh, it would be so stupid, he said he'd know if we made copies of it, but if I record an image of the screen with New Bird, it'll look like crap, but he won't be able to know we did that. They'll become half as reliable in court. Well, not if we have the video of J.G. Locke telling us he murdered my parents, made my parents go insane. We get one shot at this. We present it, we present it hard, and we present it right. There's no second chances. Once we do this, once we tip our hand, Locke knows we're not going along with his plan. All the stops come out. He opens all the floodgates. She kind of looks at Kentaro, but doesn't finish the sentence. I can't, I can't do that. Yeah, you can, Landris. I start crying. She walks over to you, like, determinately, and kind of grabs you by the collar and sort of, like, brings you close to her face. And she says, we've already lost everything. And if you think there's a chance in hell that after we give him the evidence, he's just going to leave us alone, then you're as dumb as you've always believed yourself to be. He's all I have left. We're not lasting a day after we turn that evidence in. What reason would he have not to kill Kentaro? Not to send more people after us. The guy sent Baron after you, and he didn't even know your names. He doesn't care. He's going to do anything he can, and he's just going to flaunt it like he can win because no one's going to try to stop him. And we're the only people that can do it. And we've, he's just made the biggest mistake he could have made because he's already taken everything away from us. Got everything. We've got nothing left to lose. Your own life, Kentaro's life, it's already gone. So man up. We all grow a pair, and we get this done. She's right. It's the only way. Yeah, it's a lot easier to say that when Sarah's not the one with a bomb in her head. They could find her and kill her if they want to. Lanris, there was two people waiting for her at the house. I look at Katara and I say, you're okay with this? I'm not okay with anything that's happening. But your sister's right. I'm already a dead man. Maybe we can stick it to him before we go. I hope that your feelings about that captain were right because we have to put all our, all our eggs into that basket. We're banging it all on black. Let's hope it don't turn up red. I love you, Kentaro. And he kind of like runs over to you and embraces you and pets your head or kind of like moves your hair out of your face and says, I love you too. I'm so sorry. You, you don't have anything to be sorry about. Sorry has happened to you, man. He called you the monster. I've never seen a more clearly a monster stand in front of me before than just now. This guy is willing to do anything. And I don't know if anything we've seen or done yet has brought more motivation to me to take him down. He thinks he's untouchable, and that's going to make it all the sweeter when he falls. I don't know what I'm going to do without you. <laughs> hey, if it makes you feel better, if I'm going, I have a feeling that you won't, you'll be two steps behind me. <laughs> Wherever we go, we'll go together, all right? And he holds your hand. Yep, all together. Maybe we can take him down, and, and maybe we can't take down the whole thing, but maybe we can take him down. And then, at minimum, at bare minimum, at least we can, we can give Sarah a chance. The weight's easier to bear together, right? I kiss Kandaro very, very deeply. All right, where are we taking the evidence to? Well, we gotta, we gotta put this together, correlate it, and then we gotta bring it to DeWitt. DeWitt, and then hope the Tin Man has a heart. All right, well, we can add this to the pile. 
get birds video, active bird. The, the, the biggest stuff we have is the videos of Baron, right? We have a video of Baron in Raver's Fantasy. We have a video of him on the train that proves that it wasn't us, that it was him that killed it. So right there, that alone should get us off Psycho Squad, right? To start. That when we're all Psycho Squad, we get the bombs out, right? No bombs, that's one less thing Locke can hit us with. And we have all the time in the world to deal with proving everything else. We can't do this piecemeal, because once we do this, and he knows we're not conforming to him, he's going to come at us with all he has. The bomb is just one thing. we got to make the case, and we got to make it hard. You have to convince DeWitt that this is actually happening. Okay, okay, okay. Um, We have... The meeting. We have the whole video of the meeting, but that's too long. That's not simple to digest. You'd have to listen to everything Locke said. We can cut out the juicy parts. Where's mom and dad's computer? We can divvy up the work on them. Oh, I think it's downstairs. All right, let's bring everything there. We'll have someone editing. We'll have someone else grabbing the the footage. We have to do this quick. I'll help you with that. Um, I guess we, we go downstairs to the computer and set up active bird, inactive bird, computer. I search their kitchen for alcohol. <laughs> you find some. Yeah, I just start downing it. So we got the footage of Baron doing the things you're accused of. We got some parts of that meeting. We have parts of the meeting. We have him attacking my parents' house, or Dahlia's house. You know, that, that proves that, that we weren't, like, killing cops at the scene. We were fighting Baron. You know, if we're going for shock value, we have the video of everything that happened in the archives. All the messed up experiments, all the monster souls in It's and Unleashed. I have the audio recordings of... Him confessing to these things and going insane. We have all the recordings of Dr. DeSocio talking about Project Dark, talking about how they're picking people up off the streets and mutilating them and testing them. Somewhere on there should be the, the, the notice of the canister being delivered to J.G. Locke's office. The one from Datadyne. I don't, I don't think it helps, but we have the video of that robot thing we fought. The Dark Troop. Yeah, him. Vic, do we have anything else? Got him on the tram. Baron, we got him in the nightclub. We, we have this video of this, obviously. Yeah. He he, basically, he admits that he doesn't want the evidence out there, and you, that, that did piss DeWitt off, that someone was trying to go over his head and get rid of the evidence. I think that right there is going to set him off. That's really, I think that's everything we got that'll help us. Dahlia correlates it all and gets it all set up and prints out a bunch of stuff so that you can just, just sort of like overwhelm him with all this evidence. This takes a couple hours. And she's like, hands to you, she like doesn't let go, and she says... This is it. This is everything. This is our last chance. I know. If if this doesn't work, I, what are you going to do? Probably be buried in a pretty shallow grave. I really wish you got here sooner, Dahlia. Could have used you. Hopefully this is the last time you have to pull me out of anything. We can't choose the cards, brother. Just got to deal with the hand you dealt. But now let's shove this royal flush up his ass. Let's go. Is everyone ready? Let me just get a couple more bottles and I'll be ready to go. Hey, share some of that. Wait, don't- we can't smell like alcohol. Yeah, raving lunatics talking about conspiracy smelling booze. You and the lawyer can't smell like alcohol, but I'm fine, so- Vic! Mm-hmm? A flash of bright light, and then it kind of goes to dark, and it doesn't fix itself. You're blind. Hey, guess what? 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 Life sucks even more. Are you okay? Nope, I cannot see. Put the goggles on. Look at me. Okay. His eyes are bright glow. I, I, okay, I don't know what this means. Um, just, just uh, we'll just, we'll bring, come on, come on, go on. Let's, let's go, let's go, let's go. Yeah, I'm useless, like always. I, I grab Vic's arm. We gotta go now. Yeah. As you, as you guys are going, Dahlia doesn't follow. D- Dahlia, are you coming? 
I'm going to stay here. I'm going to take care of mom and dad. Do you trust me with this? No. <laughs> but I'm not leaving mom and dad. Take care of them, please. You take care of them. I nod and run off. I guess me, like, <laughs> me and Kentaro each have like an arm of Vic around our shoulders. We're going to go to DeWitt's office. Kentaro leads you to a different tram. Where, where are we going? Fix Vic's eyes. He doesn't need to see to not have his head blown off. Don't worry, I got a guy. What? He's got a guy. Oh, my God. We can't this wait till after we talk to DeWitt? After we talk to DeWitt could be the last time we go anywhere. We're, I'm, we're getting another fight. Vic's seeing. <sighs> Fine. All right. All right. You guys go to a scummy part of town and you feel especially vulnerable because it's like you have a wounded animal with you. Hey, guys, this place smells pretty shady. It's just your breath. Okay. <laughs> but you get to this big hefty door and Kentaro dang dang bang on it. And uh and I then goes back and he goes, Well, if it ain't Kentaro, I ain't seen you in a while. Hey, open up, alright? And the door opens. What you got here? We need a new pair of eyes. A new pair of eyes, huh? And you look at this guy and he has these like goggles on that have different foci. So one eye looks huge, and the other one looks like smaller than normal. And you look at him, he is old. Like, old, old. Like, hand-shaking, cerebral palsy old. And he's like, alright, 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. I got a table somewhere, and he, you see, he pushes off, like, about six, uh, six packs that are empty off of this table, and he goes, put him here, put him here. What was that sound? Uh, be glad you're drunk for this. There's a bowling alley next door, just lay on the bed here, here you go. Guitar, I thought you couldn't get augments. I can't. How do you know this guy? He kind of smirks a little bit, he goes, you, uh... You'd be surprised how helpful it would be knowing somebody like this. Well, yeah, now I see. All right, so uh, what are we doing to this guy? He needs a new pair of eyes. So, okay, well, it's, uh, you know, oof, I'm a I'm a busy guy, so it is gonna... And you look around, it's, it's like, he hasn't had somebody in here aside from you guys in a while. And Qatar just kind of waves his hand and he goes, whatever, just, I don't care about the cost, just put in freaking eyes. Well, see, you've gotten no more polite than the last time I saw you. And he goes over and he pulls out a drawer and he like holds up some as like these cybernetic guys and goes no no, no 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 and he kind of tosses them to the side and he and he piecemeals eyes together from like four different sets and he goes there you go this should work and the whole time Victor you're just hearing oh no that's not gonna work <laughs> blind him this will stop his arc hey Landers I can't I don't know where the bottle is anymore <laughs> I take Vic's hand I'm like yeah that's right you had enough I don't I don't. I don't think so, man. You don't want to pass out like tar, do you? Maybe. <laughs> You're too heavy. I'm not carrying you. Uh, okay. All right. Well, I'm out of anesthetic. And he kind of puts a bottle of anesthetic in there. He goes, yeah. Well, maybe if I use double the amount, it won't matter that it's out of date. Oh, my God. It might paralyze it. Which which arm's your least favorite? You're going to only have to use one if you... You can't tell? He can't tell? <laughs> you don't have to yell. Man. We're in such a bad mood today. I'm doing you a favor. I'm here. I'm here. And he kind of like, uh, I guess, countdown from 10? You're going you're gonna to have to do the counting. Uh, me? Oh, uh, okay. Um, no, no. It's definitely going to have to be you. Look, I'm not sure. I see. The, the oldest anesthetic. You know, give him some more of that. I can't pick more. I find the bottle. Like, one of the bottles he had. <laughs> like, fine. I take a swig. All right. He drills out your eyes oh and puts God. in new ones without any sort of pain reliever. You have outdated anesthetic and alcohol, which maybe will kill you when mixed together. We'll see. <laughs> and then it costs you 8,000 gold. Yep. 
I hope Vic has that because I forgot to convert my money I from do. my last character sheet. Shattered Mind. Your transformation damaged your psyche. Your dulled emotions are more difficult to affect with magic. You gain a plus two bonus on will saves against emotion effects. This doesn't apply to emotion effects that cause rage, hatred, or anger. At manifestation level fifth, this bonus increased to plus four. Your stain is you roll twice and take the lower result against compulsion effects. Well, that's good. I don't have to feel emotions right now. Yes, you're becoming less and less of an emotional human being or elvish being. And I, and I guess I add the eyes to my thing too, right? I already did that. Yep, cybernetic eyes. You're looking at Vic, and he's uh, he's starting to remind you of somebody you used to know. Somebody whose voice you heard today. His eyes kind of zoom in and out, kind of like Shiva's used to do. Thanks, buddy. And he kind of shakes his hand. He's like, hey, anytime. Uh, sorry, what's your name? Uh, I didn't come up with one. <laughs> Let me open up my name sheet. Asher. Asher, really appreciate it. Hopefully you don't have to visit you again, but it might not be the last to see of us. Yeah, it'll be the last he sees of you, huh? <laughs> Oh, I do want to ask, what, what, is, what does everything look like? Does it look normal, or is it like... Well, the first thing you see is him handing you a jar that has your old eyes. Oh, your mama gave them to use these to you. You best, you best not throw them away so easily. Don't bring that to the police station. Uh, everything uh, looks much like it did before, except now you can have the ability to like enhance a little bit. You can enhance. Enhance. <laughs> you, can, you have like a, a small heads-up display that can be expanded upon, but right now it's just very, very basic. Okay. You, you all right? Can you see? Okay. One of the last things that I saw was Sarah walking out. I think we can leave the eyes here. Maybe Vic will come back for him. Okay, listen, there's an aftermarket for these. This guy. Let's let's go. You guys get in the tram and you're headed over to the police station. There's a little TV in there and a news broadcast plays. Welcome to Circle K, Kadesh's primary source for news. Our main story today, trouble at one of the algae refineries. An explosion caused a massive conical-shaped piece of machinery used for algae filtering to break off of the refinery. The momentum caused the giant filter to spin in place for several minutes before toppling to the ground. That's our top story. In other news, Dr. Benjamin Stein was found dead in his home this morning. Details are still emerging, but police have stated that they are treating this case as a murder investigation. More details at 11. Don't go anywhere. After the break, we'll be giving safety tips on how to weather the upcoming storm, which is set to hit soon, bringing with it intermittent power outages, extreme dips in temperatures, heavy downpours, and more. We'll be right back. Well, there goes Stein. They're going to run out of people to kill at this rate. Oh, I forgot about that storm. We got to get ahead of this. They're cleaning house. That means they're scared. Dolly was right. This was a desperate move. You know what happens to desperate people? They make mistakes. They're going to make mistakes. And when they do, we'll be there to take advantage of it. They already made a mistake. They didn't kill us when they had the chance. I'm going to take his hand. Oh, he holds your hand firmly. He kind of looks around and goes, feels right. Kind of looks at your hand. You feel someone else grab your other hand? <laughs> <laughs> My two best boys. You guys get to police headquarters. You guys get to the police station and you go uh, over to DeWitt. Yeah. As you do, you kind of uh, see down the hallway Edwin Shaw. And you see him 
shaking the hand of J.G. Locke as they both enter into his office. They're here. Let's just go kill them. We can't. No. In a building full of police officers. Locke would just detonate the bomb. We have a plan. Let's go do this thing. Let's just not pass by their window. I want to kill him. I want to kill him. (sighs) Yeah, I know. You can feel like Katara's hand, like, hurting your hand. It's gripping so tight. You guys go to Hannibal's office? Mm Mm-hmm. Yes. He looks up at you and says, Gentlemen, I was not expecting your presence this evening. Very sorry to interrupt you again, but this is really important. We need like 10 minutes of your time. I really respect and appreciate you putting your trust in us, and I just want that to come to fruition. I'm a very busy man, Mr. Malleus. I wouldn't ask if this wasn't incredibly important. He studies your face. Take a seat. Sit down, start taking out like the hard drive stuff. Hey Vic, make sure uh make sure we don't have any unexpected visitors. I stand next to the door and have it cracked open, just kinda glancing out of it. So we were inducted in Psycho Squad because we were accused of the crimes at Raver's Fantasy and the Tram, correct? And amongst resisting arrest, so on and so forth. This is correct. Alright, so yeah, we resisted arrest, but here, and I start, like, plugging in the hard drive and stuff. I don't know if he has, like, something I can plug it into, or... You have some little display or something. From the evidence that you were told to not let us touch, this is video from Raver's Fantasy, from the tram. He puts a finger up to stop you, and he has a little pitcher of water, and he pours a glass of water, and he slides it to you and says, Take a second. I I don't have a second. Then by all means, continue. This shows us fighting against the person who did commit those crimes. You can see him in this video attacking civilians at Raver's Fantasy. And I play the Raver's Fantasy thing where Baron starts cleaving through people and running away. And you can see him again here on the tram. And I play the video of the tram and us fighting against him. As he's watching, he grabs out a a pack of cigarettes and taps them and pulls one out. Now I know Ed Shaw was the one that told you not to release this evidence. And here is the person that told him to do it. Now I'm going to play the video of the hologram of J.G. Locke saying, like, go to DeWitt, tell him to call off the investigation and get rid of the evidence. And also telling him, like, telling us that he's going to blow our heads up, or Kintara's head up. There's more of it here, but I hope you get the sense of urgency that we have to get these bombs out of our heads. You're not the only one with a button, apparently. (sighs) Mr. Malias, there were never any bombs. What? They're dots. Are you sure? It lit up in his head. I am not the kind of man that would forcibly put a bomb into the back of somebody's skull to force them to do what I would want them to do and to hold their lives over their own heads. They, 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 they light up? Parlor tricks. to LED light. Oh my gosh. <sighs> Does Locke know this? Apparently not. Okay, we can use that. All right, then... I, I like, there's the weight of the world off me, and I just look at Kentaro. Same thing. Well, then we got a whole lot more to tell you, man. We became aware of J.G. Locke's involvement in this. The man you saw in those videos is named Baron Samiti. He was hired by J.G. Locke, kind of like a mercenary, to get the canister, the one we talked about, the one that looks like it is constructed into these boxes we found and got recalled. The TV boxes. This is a video of J.G. Locke heading a meeting with other high-ranking officials in Kadesh, and I'll, I'll let it speak for itself. He watches it. This entire time, he, he'll keep puffing on a cigarette, but he's not dabbed the ash off to the point where it's almost all ash. Another person in that meeting you saw was a Solzhenitsyn. Solzhenitsyn is the head of 
a both a Project Dark and a Project Unity. Project Unity has become what we investigated with the TV boxes. Project Dark involved the kidnapping and experimentation of Anthros to see how many augmentations they can accept before cancer, before body failure. Um, here's Dr. DeSocio speaking of the matter, a doctor under the hire of Solzhenitsyn. Solzhenitsyn had a lab out in the sea and- Underwater. West of the coast. We visited that lab. Here's some snippets of the things that were there. Because we were down there a fairly long time, and there was a lot of junk, crazy stuff. This is part of the origin of what's causing the madness in the people we've seen. I show him some, like, snippets of things that happened in the archives. Uh, do you let him listen to those those three audio files? Yes, uh, the, the souls and it's an audio files. I'm trying to remember if he says anything damning. Oh, yeah, he talks about uh, the can of storage and Delivering the it to the whole city. Yeah. Yeah, so I at least play him that. Like, I don't feel like I need to play him all the stuff about going insane, but at least the stuff where he's like, I'm trying to get a sustainable delivery mechanism to fire this stuff off to the whole city, and this, the schematics of the crystal are how I'm going to do it. You watched the news lately, Captain? That um, teacher they found dead at Campbell College, he was killed because he was a part of this. Here is a file he sent to Solzhenitsyn. If the boxes we gave you weren't enough, and this is all just half of it, Here's a video of us fighting that machine they made, this this dark trooper. And of course you know about Shiva. You had reports on everyone in the AAA. Shiva was a result of Project Dark's experiments. She was like one of their first experiments in Project Dark. Well, at least successful. They're doing everything they can to try to stop us from telling you this. They're killing people left and right. They. And he kind of looks at you, Landris. They used the box on my family. They went to their home and installed one. They sent guys to kill my wife. Hear it from his own mouth. And he plays him the hologram. Hannibal just drops the whole cigarette into the ashtray. And he kind of, holding his arm, wrinkles his white shirt that's already wrinkled from him. Doing stuff throughout the day. He's the kind of guy that, uh, boy, you just throw on clothes because you got so much work to do. And he kind of looks at you as smoke comes from his mouthpiece. And he says, so you're telling me, fat Every minute that goes by, they pursue further these cybernetic warriors. This machine that will force the world back into elves. Yes. Well then, sounds like we need to act quickly. Wait in the Psycho Squad room. He hits a little button. Can you connect me to Shaw's office, please? And he picks up the phone. Commissioner, can I talk to you in my office, please? Thank you very much. Hangs up the phone. Wait for me in the room. Adlanris. That was an impressive magic trick. Yes, sir. This guy head off. Shaw comes out, obviously long done with his meeting with Locke. And he kind of passes you and he gives you a grimace and a really mean look. I just put, I put all my hopes in DeWitt. You guys are sitting in this room with this giant flag, the national flag, Kadesh, with the red stripe stand all for the beast of Kadesh. <laughs> uh, I remember when I was little and that flag meant so much. May you feel like everything was important. That there was there was important people working on important issues. See, it's just a bunch of losers. The fate of the world and a overmuscled tiger folk. A guy whose body's falling apart, another guy whose shadow's taken over him. What a lot we are. Oh, and let's not forget our best friends, two delusional gods. You think he was telling the truth about the bombs? I do. I really do. If not, <clears throat> you know, we're not gonna have a whole lot of time to worry about it. <laughs> 
That's, that's true. Why'd he call Sean his office? I don't know. That kind of made me worry. Maybe he's telling him he's quitting the investigation. Throw him off. You know, we'll still be Psycho Squad with the bombs in our heads. If Locke doesn't know they're not real, then we can keep doing what we're doing. Beep, 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 beep. Your little beepers go off. Take a look. Report to his office. Here goes nothing. So you leave, you pass Shaw, and Shaw stops. And he kind of looks down at you and says, I almost feel bad for you. Come a long way to be disappointed. And he continues down the hallway. Almost feel bad. Guess he didn't develop empathy yet. Going into Hannibal's office. He's holding his head with one of his hands. And he's looking down at the desk. What? What happened? I did the right thing. Reported to my superior officer. The guy straightens up. Commissioner Shaw has ordered me to cease all inquiries into this line of investigation immediately and demands that I turn over all evidence to him by the end of the hour. I have one question for you. Of all this, are you certain? Would you stake your lives on this? I already have. Not just mine either. Gintaro, with bleary eyes, looks and says, with all my heart. Yeah. So be it. And he picks up the phone. Sally? Broken arrow. That's right. Broken arrow. And you hear about a thousand alarms go off. He gets up and he says, gear up and meet me at the helipad. As you head out to the hallway, you see police everywhere are scrambling. You see desk sergeants get up and run over to the armory. And as you pass by the armory, you see they're handing out guns to every single officer that comes into that room. And then you start seeing some officers suit up who are just officers by title, but they're as a secretary over there. Is that Sally? There's secretaries getting armed and putting on armor. You see these overweight guys that are definitely, you know, relieved of duty until they get back in shape getting equipped and this place is a buzz there is people moving everywhere you get over to the vertebrate and people are loading into the vertebrates and you can see they're moving all of them forward the entire set and the vertebrates begin to take off one at a time two at a time three at a time up into the sky uh you see after a few minutes in comes anubis and quetzalcoatl and they come over and go uh well hello boys well, today is quite an eventful day. You don't know the half of it. You like my new eyes? I think they suit you well. Cool, I'm worshipping you guys now, and I show him the symbols. <laughs> <laughs> he smiles, he lets out a laugh, and he goes, Well chosen, friend. Well chosen. Let's go kick some butt. That's not a very godly thing to say. <laughs> That's why I picked them, man. <laughs> Hannibal comes in, and you see he gets into a, a very special vertebrate, and he goes, you four, with me. You get in the vertebrate and you feel it kind of like shake and then it launches up into the air and you're now finding yourself amongst about, I don't know, two dozen, three dozen vertebrates. And you see police from all around. Our cars are parking from the station and people are running into the station. And you hear them say, move out. And the whole fleet of vertebrates begins to fly forward. And there's all these giant like TVs and things showing uh, you know, advertisements, and they all change to a news station. You hear, this is Janet Harrison for Circle K. I'm here downtown in Lower Kadesh where there is an unprecedented deployment of police activity. I've never seen anything like it in my entire life. Police are coming out of the woodwork, from off-duty officers to retired cops, and even the desk secretaries are mobilizing to somewhere in Central Kadesh. No word yet exactly where they are going, but whoever they're after, may God have mercy on their soul, because it looks like the police won't leave much else. Back to you at the station. And you guys are all, every single thing is heading to one direction, and it's a direction you've been before. 
the offices of the Sanhedrin. And the vertebrate lands, and you get out, and you see all sorts of very special police are pointing guns out of the windows at the police that are with you. And Hannibal walks in front of everyone, and he says, Jace Grayson Locke, by the authority granted to me by the city of Kadesh, you are under arrest. Trailblazers is part of the Trailblazer Network. For other great RPG podcasts, visit our website, tblazer.net. Want to get in touch? Email us at tblazernetwork at gmail.com or follow us on Twitter at tblazernetwork. Your players have been Christian and Tim, and Caleb has been your GM. This is Johan Martins. Thanks for listening. Hey, Danny. Do you want to play some D&D tonight? Oh, I can't. My parrot's going to have open-heart surgery again. That sucks. Yeah, it's gonna be super boring. Hang in there, Danny. She'll pull through. But remember, when you can't play, listen. At Tales from the Lich, we do our best to provide an immersive RPG play session with an ever-expanding library. When you can't play, listen. TalesfromTheLich.com